Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Commuting with the Comics. This is V.M. Campos. This is the podcast where you listen during your commute to me on my commute. And we're going to talk about comics. So, it's a Wednesday morning on my way to work. It's way too early. I'm not a morning person. 7.25. So what we're going to talk about today is my comic book origin story. The great thing about comics, about the characters that we've grown up with, is their origin stories. You know, there's Batman and his, the death of his parents, which was the catalyst for him to become Batman. There was, or actually Bruce Wayne to become Batman. And then there was Peter Parker, who the death of his uncle uh, was a catalyst for him to become Spider-Man. Spoiler alert. And so forth. So origin stories. Where did these characters come from? Why did they choose to be who they are now, who we love them as now? Uh, obviously not as epic as those stories. I have my own origin story. Specifically, what got me into comics? So, it's the year 2015, January. And I can um, trace my love of comics and collecting comic books, reading and collecting, to two points. Uh, to two points in time. I still have the very first comic book I ever got. And of course, going back through the mists of time, you might discover things. But here's what I know at this point. I still have a copy of, I believe it's Amazing Spider-Man 264 can see it in my in my mind 264 or it might be 265 266 around there but what's on the cover is spider-man in the black costume the alien symbiont of course before we knew what it was um and uh he's in the middle of the cover and he's pushing away two villains um this frog-like character this guy, this pudgy guy dressed in a frog suit with little springs on his feet. I forget his name. Um, on one side of Spider-Man. And on the other side of Spider-Man is this uh, kind of nondescript uh, jester-looking guy. But not really a jester because he's dressed in like really drab, I think like grays and oranges and browns. It looks really mean though. And um, Spider-Man's in the middle, looking really tough, pushing them two to the side, like a big starburst, I think, color behind them all, to emphasize the action in the middle of the cover. And that was uh, Amazing Spider-Man, and it was about 1980, let me see, it would have to be around 1985. So, if the math holds up, if the legend is true, then that's 30 years ago. I got my first comic book 30 years ago. Amazing Spider-Man. 
And so the um, the cover also then said, this man, this frog. And even though Spider-Man, of course, is looking pretty tough, the whole issue is very... Um, not juvenile. Well, yeah, there's juvenility in it. But it's very... Um, it's not it's not a serious issue and I hear tell back in the day Spider-Man was really uh, really fun and freewheeling freewheeling and quippy and all of that and there was a time specifically when I started to collect that he got less of that and that was an influence of course from the uh, 80s of the darker and grittier comic book heroes there was of course uh, the two-part uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow Superman issues that cast him in a different light, the last Superman story. And then there was Watchmen, and of course, The Dark Knight Returns. So, a lot of dark ingredients in the world of comics at the time, and that eventually spilled over to Spider-Man, which I'll get to. But in 85, legend has it that that was my first Spider-Man issue, Amazing Spider-Man 264. And I still have it, and I still have the original, um, the original book, and where I drew Spider-Man's pupils, because I saw he didn't have any, so I helped, I helped out the artists, and I drew his eyes. And that, that issue, uh, it's a, it's a throwaway one-shot kind of deal, I believe. Nothing really comes from the previous or future books, really. But Spider-Man fights, uh, I think three... No, he fights two, I believe, two misfit uh, characters and then a third character who's trying to, trying to imitate him. He's like another pudgy guy that really likes Spider-Man and he kind of wants to be Spider-Man, but he uses some Dr. Octopus technology and it's all weird. It's a, it's a big lark and um, that was my first comic. Something happened between that time, which is, I guess, 84, 85, to 1987. I didn't collect any more books, to my knowledge. I did not get any more comic books. There's a gap in my collection there, so I, I don't know what happened. I, I got that issue. I liked it. Uh, at that time, how old was I? Let's see, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I was about 6 or 7 years old, so I don't know. I didn't care. So a few years later... 1987 so I was nine years old um, that's when I really started my my love of comics my collecting and I don't remember the details anymore about why I started like that but here's what I do remember so in 1987 I was living in Imperial Beach California I believe it was in the summertime, and uh, it was beach weather, and so Imperial Beach was a good place to go to the beach back in the day. And uh, my family and I, at the time, uh, my youngest brother hadn't been born yet, and we were gonna take a, we were going to take a uh, a beach, a day at the beach. So we were at 7-Eleven. This was the 7-Eleven at, let's see, uh, it was at 13th Street, 
and April Beach Avenue. There's a 7-Eleven there. And actually, a few doors down, there was a comic book shop. Omni Comics. Rest in peace. It's no longer there. But uh, I hadn't, I had not gone to the Omni Comics. I was in that 7-Eleven. My, my family was getting snacks, right? My dad was probably getting a big gulp. Back when the biggest big gulp was, I don't know, 28 ounces or something. Now they're like 400. So uh, they had a, the classic spinner rack of comic books and uh, something caught my eye because of course a comic book lives and dies by the cover sometimes uh, if you don't if you have not caught your the uh, the attention of someone with that cover they probably won't won't get the book and won't become a fan so here's what it was uh, that comic was part one of the storyline Craven's Last Hunt or probably more probably pronounced Craven Craven's Last Hunt so this was a eventually a six-part series freaking amazing the first long uh, comic book series that I read nowadays you would totally classify this as TVMA or Teen Plus or whatever classification they use nowadays this was a mature dark gritty violent um, spider-man storyline that went across all three of his books that were being published at that at that moment um, so this was actually not amazing spider-man this is Peter Parker the spectacular spider-man uh, issue I don't remember 180 or something 181 uh, and it, it featured uh, Spider-Man in the black costume, the alien symbiont. And there was a net. Uh, Spider-Man was caught in a net. And with, with this terrified pose, him trying to get out of the net, his spider sense tingling to, to full power. Because then at the edge of the, of the frame on the right side, I believe... Um, the, uh, the car's going the wrong way, and he's going off onto the sidewalk into the, the back roads over there. Interesting. Anyway, comics. Um, so Spider-Man was caught in the net, and then uh, he's struggling mightily, and then on the edge of the, uh, of the frame is a rifle pointed right at him, almost point-blank range. Rain? So much rain in, in the 80s at that time, so much greediness rain pouring down in, in um, on New York City and, and Spider-Man caught in the in the net and just about to get blasted and and then uh, this is Craven's last hunt so I, I thought I saw that that was amazing and I and I believe I I picked up the book at that moment I, I kind of browsed it a little bit which of course was a no-no you 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 touch it you buy it which has been always the mantra of comics Right, so um, I browsed through it for a moment, and not only did the cover really get my attention, but then the visuals inside. What were the first things you see? There was this tough-looking, angry guy, Kraven, of course, who had been doing some ritual or something, and he had stripped down nude. And he was crawling around his mansion 
in the nude with, of course, tasteful shadows in the right place. And, and his journal writings framing the, the, the action, you know, handwritten journals, uh, writings, going on about the spider and he's wronged me or whatever and I flipped through it a little bit more and I was like wow what, what is this this, this is Spider-Man and obviously I, I had been exposed to Spider-Man years before and that issue that book that I uh, that I that I was given to me I probably saw the Spider-Man cartoons and I knew about Spider-Man but then wow this is Spider-Man first of all he looks really cool in this black and white costume and then there's this like action and weirdness and stuff and I don't know but um, I didn't get the book at that moment my my parents had gotten the snacks and it was time to go off to the beach so we went to the beach and I don't remember anything about the beach but I do remember that that issue stuck with me and I still kept thinking about it so I don't know how much longer it was after seeing that first part of the story, but I, I guess I got up the courage to then ask my parents, because they were always kind of big cheapos, and um, I asked, hey, could do you think I could get this issue of Spider-Man, and I like it, can I get it? And eventually I, um, we went back to, we went back to the uh, 7-Eleven, I was happy to get it. It must have been a few days, maybe a week, I don't know. I was ready to get it. And I went to the rack to get it, and it was not there anymore. That issue wasn't there anymore. Instead, and I'm blanking on the sequence of covers, but instead was part two of Craven's Last Hunt. I don't recall what's on the cover I'm gonna take a stab at it you can correct me in the comments but it was and I'll look it up later so maybe you don't have to but it was I believe spider-man in a freaking coffin spider-man with the classic um, arms folded over your corpse in a coffin with a shadow over it and that was the second issue um, cover and I was like, whoa. And then, of course, I was kicking myself because where's the first issue? So we, my, my dad bought me it, and it was, of course, 75 cents back in that time. I wish comics were still 75 cents, but some of you old-timers will say, I wish comics were still 25 cents. Remember when they went from 25 cents to 35 cents? Still only 25 cents. But... Um, by that time, there were 75 cents. This, the mainstream books, of course. The indie books were like almost double that price. But uh, Marvel Comics, selling comics for 75 cents, and we bought it. And um, of course, I was bummed out I didn't get the first issue. And I'm sure I, I must have articulated it. Like, this is part two of an issue, and where's part one? And I'm sad. So, as I said, there was actually, a couple doors down, a comic shop. Uh, a store dedicated to comic books not just the ones found in this little spinner rack in 7-eleven but a, a, a store all about comic books so I don't know if it was that same day or another day we took a stroll right next door 
we walked into Omni Comics, rest in peace. I miss the place. From my memories, it was uh, kind of poorly lit, but uh, relatively large. Of course, large for a little kid. Uh, shelves, the arrangement of it, I could still see it. You walk in the door, on the left side was the counter where the clerk was at, on the right side was shelf space. It was a box, uh, or maybe a rectangular shape, I think it was more square-shaped. And there were probably two, maybe three shelves on all four walls, and then probably a door in the back. And uh, the odd thing about it was that there were the probably sticking out a foot or more, two feet, um, uh, boxes, but not boxes, wooden, uh, wooden, shelves uh, on the floor hard to describe but you know it was like long boxes stuck to the wall and then the wall had the shelves with the newest issues and then the, the long boxes which were made out of wood uh, were there before you can get to the wall but anyway we walked in there and it must have been awesome because I still remember like the style of the store and the darkness and all of that so we looked around, I guess, and we found the first issue. So I had gotten the first issue of Craven's Last Hunt and then the second issue. The first issue was uh, on Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man 181 or 179 or something around there. And then they had that... Um, they had the Amazing Spider-Man, and that was probably 292 or so, 291, 292. So I got those first two issues. And uh, they were, of course, spreading the storyline across the three Spider-Man books, which were ASM, uh, Spectacular, and then Web of Spider-Man. So eventually the third issue came out on Web of Spider-Man, which was, what, two, uh, which was in the, only in the double digits at that point, um, because Web of Spider-Man had um, debuted in 1984 four or so uh, and I'll talk about that later another episode but yeah I've got Web of Spider-Man number one I think number two also that's another story but uh, that was the first my first introduction to comic books collecting so 1987 picking up Amazing Spider-Man with Craven's Last Hunt and if you have not read it pick it up it's all over the place I'm sure you can buy it on the Marvel Unlimited app you can buy it on Comixology I guess everywhere but of course nothing beats holding the original books which of course are not worth a whole whole lot if they're in mint condition I'm sure they're like $20 each issue or so 15 to 20 mine are not in mint condition from that time period because I was like collecting comics what is that I'm gonna read them and reread them and love them and maybe even draw on them now, at that time I don't think I was drawing on them anymore thank God but uh, I do have those books and uh, unfortunately sad story and I don't know what happened. So that's a six issue series. Of course, if you have the whole series, the whole all six books, that's probably a hundred bucks. Uh, mine are not worth that much. But for some reason, uh, I believe number four, I'm missing issue number four. Maybe it's number five. Um, again, uh, uh, these covers, you know, really... Um, if, if these covers catch you, then you'll be hooked. But that cover, the one that I'm missing, which I might have sold, might have been stolen, I don't know. Um, that issue ha features 
okay, well, you know, you have to read the whole story, but okay, it's Craven's last hunt. The the plot is basically Craven the hunter has gone insane because he's he's uh, challenged Spider-Man throughout the years and um, always lost, and that finally makes him snap. And on the very first issue, it's not really spoiling. I guess I'll go. I'll only tell you what happens on the first issue. You'll have to get the rest. Um, Craven says, "I can be better than Spider-Man. I, I can. I can." I can be a superior Spider-Man. See what I did there? And what he does is he kills Spider-Man. That's what you see on the first issue. And throughout it, there's... There's Kraven's thoughts, Spider-Man's thoughts, and then eventually someone else's thoughts. I won't give that away. And uh, raining and dark and stormy and just a really dark story. Right after the joy of Spider-Man being married... Um, Spider-Man gets married an issue or two before that to Mary Jane Watson, of course. And uh, right afterward, happy happy honeymoon, murdered by not really one of his big, well-known villains, of course. You know, there's gob- the Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Venom, uh, etc. And Kraven wasn't really a big uh, character in my mind, but of course he created a lot of drama in these issues. And um, I was going to tell you what was on the cover of number four, but that's a spoiler, so you have to read it yourself. Look up, sp- uh, well, I don't even remember the issue, but I believe it was part four of Craven's Last Hunt. You will not regret it. It's an amazing cover, and uh, I'm missing that cover. So if anyone wants to donate it to me, not to cover the issue, of course, uh, put it in the comments, get in touch with me, and yeah, donate that, that cover to me, uh, that issue to me, so I can have a complete collection. Uh, but uh, I'm getting to the end of my commute. I just need to find parking, and um, this idiot is parked right where I need to get parked. And um, anyway, that was my first. That was my origin story in comic books. The first comic that I got was Amazing Spider-Man, or actually Peter. Yeah, it was Amazing Spider-Man because I bought that one after it. But Spider-Man, that was my first uh, introduction to comics, and I still love the character. I'm, I, I'll tell you about my, what I'm currently collecting and so forth on the next episode. But it's, I'm here. It's time to get started, and it's time uh, to wrap up the podcast. So once again, this is uh, the Comic Book Commute podcast, or Commuting with the Comic Books. It's too early. I don't remember the name of my own podcast. This has been VM Campos, the podcast where during your commute, you listen to my commute and we talk about comics. So come back for the next episode. We'll talk more about comics and drive safe. <laughs>